You know, growing isn't easy, but it can be exciting, but it can also be terrifying because <laughs> you never know what's on the other side waiting for you, but you'll never find out if you don't even take the first step. And on today's episode, we're looking at an anime movie that tackles the idea of growing up and moving into new seasons of our lives while also showing the difficulties that come with it. And that movie is Digimon Adventure Final Evolution Kizuna. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate. You're listening to the Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break the chains that hold you back in your life by connecting biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get right on into it. In today's verse, that honestly can just explain it way better than I can, is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. And it says, When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put aside childish things. Now, when I first read this verse, you know, many years ago when I was a child, right? I thought that means, you know, oh man, when I'm an adult, I can't play video games anymore. Or I can't watch cartoons. I can't watch anime anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> but in all this, what it really means is that there is a time and a place for certain things in our lives, right? And is really what this verse is really saying is that, you know, we, we're living, we live in seasons. There's a season to be a child. There's a season to be a man or a woman. And there's, like, there's a season to be, you know, a parent, to be a season to be a spouse, you know, all these things, a leader, whatever it is, they come and these things come and go in seasons. And what this verse is really saying is that once you move on to the next season, you put away the things from the previous one, right? The things that you don't need anymore, the things that will no longer help you in this upcoming season, the upcoming battle, upcoming transformation that you're going to experience. This speaks to this movie in such a way that it's honestly like if I can't convince you to go watch this movie at the end of this episode, then I, I failed you. I'm sorry. But even if you. Even if I have, if I don't convince you, just go watch it. You know, it, it's pretty awesome. No bias intended. Anyway, so to kind of give you a little, little background story, Digimon Adventure, the original series started back in the early 2000s. I think, you know, 2000, 2001, something like that. And it's around a time when, you know, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, all those, all those cartoons, all those animes came out around the same time. And this movie is basically putting a nice bow on that original group story. So the Digimon Adventure kids, you know, the protagonists are called, you know, the Digidestin. You know, they're the kids who partner up with the, the monsters called Digimon. And, you know, they're tasked with saving the world because anime. And at that time, I think the majority of the characters were, I don't know, had a guess between 10 and 11 at the time. That's how old they were. And here in this movie, they're in their early 20s, like they're going to college, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives and things like that. So for me as a watcher, someone who watched the original series back when it first came out, you know, and who has grown up literally with these characters, because I'm in my mid 20s now. And, and when this movie came out, I was in my early 20s. This, it really it spoke to me on a deeper level than what even when I realized and 
it really breaks down the it's the three phases we all go through when it comes to facing a new season, facing a new a new beginning in our lives. And the first point is the phase of uncertainty. So the two I guess leaders of the group of kids are called Ty and Matt. Now, out of all the the I think there's like eight, nine of them, I believe, out of the eight or nine kids Ty and Matt are the only ones who are really uncertain about their futures. You know, what are they going to do after they graduate college and things like that? And like, what does that mean? Are they always going to be fighting Digimon or are they going to get, you know, adult jobs? Like what, what is it that they're going to do? And they don't know. All of their friends knew exactly what they wanted to do, except for them two. One guy, one guy he's already a CEO of a company because he's just a whiz like that. Matt's brother, TK, is writing a novel. So one of their friends started her own online business. Another one went to school to be a doctor. So all all the people who they shared these incredible journey, just stories and just, you know, lifelong friends that they've had, they're all figuring out what they want to do in this next in this next season. But these two essentially just stuck, stuck in the current season. They don't they haven't even really thought about it. They're not even sure what direction they want to go. And honestly, it just kind of really hit home for me because, like, okay, hey, we're all on different walks in our lives. They may look similar, like where we've been may look similar, but ultimately someone else's walk isn't going to be the same as ours, right? We're going to branch off and go in different directions. And I think, I think it's just hilarious that they decided to do this for 20-somethings, right? Because... I know most of us probably really don't figure out what we want to do until we are right at the beginning of our 30s or even into our 30s. Some people even older than that. And but typically it starts back here, like starts when you're 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 going to school, you're in college or maybe you're already working, something like that. You're in the phase where I'm not I'm out from underneath my parents like they don't have a direct say or control on what I do now. And that is the first time having this type of freedom and responsibility. But now I don't know what to do with it. I really don't know what it is I want to do. Or you had an idea about what you wanted to do and then you started doing it. And now you're like, "Mm, maybe this isn't it. Maybe this isn't what I thought it would be. And now you have to make that pivot, but you don't know where to pivot to. And hey, you guys let me know if that's ever feel like that or if you're currently feeling like that right now. And you just <laughs> just have your hands up like, God, I don't know what it is I'm going to do. I don't even know what I'm doing now. And to me, honestly, make this even worse for Ty and Matt and honestly, all the DigiDestin is that they are faced with this harsh reality that that they will eventually lose their Digimon partners. Though, again, I kind of touched on in the beginning that, again, the kids partner with these Digimon in order to, you know, combat evil and things like that. Well, in the movie, it's explained why Digimon choose kids. And that's because kids have basically unlimited potential because they can be anything that they want to be, right? They can you know, grow up to be lawyers, doctors, you know, police officers, teachers, professional athletes. They have an abundance of opportunity and choices, right? Because they haven't, they haven't selected a defined path. But as kids grow up, as we get older and we, you know, become more hardened to the ways of life, we start getting narrowed down into certain aspects, certain paths, and that potential 
starts to get used up. And once you're run out of potential, at least in the terms of, of this scenario, then your bond with your Digimon partner is broken. It's broken forever. Like you don't, they, they just vanish. They just go away. You don't, you don't ever get to see them again. And that's really harsh for them because again, these guys were, again, I could say at around 10 or 11 when they first met their partners, they're in their early twenties now. So that's over 10 years of, of a best friend. Like they, they are best friends with their partners. Like they go everywhere. They eat together. They sleep together. They, you know, bathe, they, all the things like this, this is their best friend. And just to be told that one day you're going to lose them just like that, up in a puff of smoke. And understandably, they're very, very, very upset about that. But I like to like to look at it in the way for us, right, is that when we're faced with the end of a season, oftentimes going to the next one is very scary, especially when you can't bring along something that is so dear to you, something that or someone that has gotten you through the previous season. But now it's time to to let go. But we don't want to. Being mainly because we don't know what the future holds. So we we're clinging to the comfortable. We're clinging to the to what we know, what we know has worked before. So why wouldn't it work again? Right. But unfortunately, that's not how God works. That's not how life works, because we have to leave our comfort zone. We have to leave our comfort behind in order to gain what is promised to us. Right. Because, again, God answers all prayers. He really does. He answers them in his own timing, which doesn't always line up with ours, but they will be answered. It could be a yes, no, or not yet, right? But regardless, they will be answered. And we just have to be willing to trust in that and to just walk into the uncertainty with the faith that he's going to answer it. And that's super hard. Trust me. I, I, man, do I know that a lot of people listening know that too, that it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. And that's why it leads to this next phase. So you go from uncertainty to holding on, right? You just hold on for dear life to what you have. You hold on to what you've already been blessed with in this current season, because you are afraid to move on to the next one. And in Ty and Matt's case, they're literally, they're literally holding on. They are trying to figure out any possible way that they can prevent their partner Digimon from disappearing despite the grim situation despite the cold hard facts like this is happening it's gonna happen there's nothing you can do to prevent it there's no mythical scientific way that this is just how it is this is how it always is this is how it's always gonna be but they they just won't take no for an answer and understandably they reacted very angrily at the aspect that their best friends are just going to be taken from them for no reason, for no fault of their own. This thing is happening to them. And oh man, again, I could just rethinking, thinking about this movie and watching just the emotion behind it. Just like, man, you thought you think you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. You're doing everything right. Doing everything that you need to do. But this still happens to you. Like bad things happen to good people. And sometimes the bad things aren't bad in the long run. They're bad in the moment, but ultimately it may be necessary for your growth later on. Because you know, throughout the movie, I see both Matt and Ty and eventually the, the rest of the Digidestin grow even more because of this situation. Because of the fact that now is like, hey, we're not, I'm not going to have my partner for very much longer. So how can I, you know, 
capitalize on? How can I maximize that? And how can I get the most out of it? And then what I'm going to do after it, right? That mindset is, it's a hard one to be in, but it's kind of, kind of, it's like how we got to look at things in real life because, hey, none of us are going to be here forever. Some of us are going to get called home sooner than others. And we don't know that, right? I mean, we don't have this glowing little circle of time that tells us how much time we have left with, you know, our best friends, you know, whether it's a pet for some people or like an actual human, we just don't know, right? They can be, they can be called up at any given moment. We can be called up in any given moment. We don't know. And then it kind of goes back into the uncertainty aspect of it. We just, we just don't, right? <laughs> we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't even know what today holds. Just because I woke up today doesn't mean I'm going to be, you know, alive at the end of it. And those are the thoughts that we don't want to think about, understandably so. But it's something that we should be conscious of, something that we should be aware of that, hey, we don't we're not we don't live forever. So how can we just maximize the time we have here with the people that we want to spend the most time with? And honestly, man, again, this this movie gets me choked up every time just watching it because, again, it hits, it hits really hard for me partly for the nostalgia, but also because of the message that it's trying to convey. And me right now being in the current change of seasons is I'm trying to move, move past these phases as quickly as I can. Now, now that I know what they are, but it's still hard. So I just want to ask you, you know, what are you holding on to from a previous season? Think about where you are now, what's gotten you there. And now maybe, now maybe you feel like God's pulling you into a different direction. You know, maybe he's trying to lead you into something even greater, but you're hesitant. You feel like, nope, I'm good here. Everything is, everything's good. I'm okay. But he's trying to move you from being okay to being blessed, but you're not willing to take that first step. And oftentimes it's because the hardest things to let go of are the good things because they felt it out before, right? I'm not saying, it's not like, you know, if you have, you know, I don't know, something that's that's hurting if you have a thorn in your side right it, it, it's nothing for you to just say hey take this out of me i don't want this anymore i don't need this to to go where i'm going right because it's hurting you something bad but if it's i don't know that new video game <laughs> i'm sorry these analogies are terrible but maybe it's your gaming system or even this nice house that you got you know god tells you to hey you need to sell it and, and move to this place because i need you here we're like mm. I don't want to do that because I'm good here and I'm good where I am. I love the location. I love the area. I love my neighbors. The house is awesome. Thank you so much. And God's like, yeah, I know, but I need you over here. So the good things are the hardest things for us to let go. But again, in order for us to grow, we have to keep moving forward and not become stagnant, not become complacent, not become content and content to the point where we're just lulled, lulled to a false sense of security, right? And we have to be willing to move forward. Now, one character who did not understand this was Manoa Belushi, and she's the main antagonist of this whole movie. And it's tragic. You want to know one of these tragic villain stories, but so she is a former Digidestin herself. As a matter of fact, she's the one who told Matt and Ty and the rest of the guys about their partner Digimon being taken from them because it happened to her. And once that happened, she made a vow that it was going to be her mission to 
quote unquote, save the other Digidestin from going through the same pain that she went through. And that was basically by she created this Digimon to digitize um, their consciousness. It's basically robbing people of their consciousness. They go into comas and it takes their Digimon partners with them and puts them in this you know, dream world place where they're back to being kids again with their digital partners. And that way they don't then they never grow up. So they never get separated. So they get to not really live, but they get to be with their Digimon partner forever. And it's so twisted because honestly, you can't be saved by holding on to the past or the present. You have to face your future. You have to go into the next season. You have to go into the next step of life. And that was something that Manoa just did not get. She did not understand. And she went about it the wrong way. I mean, again, the the goal was noble. She wanted to save the people from the pain that she went through. But ultimately, that's 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 a pain that they're going to have to go through anyway. Right? Just like it's a literally growing pains. Like it's, <laughs> growing pains is the only term that could fit the situation right here because they're going to have to grow up. They're going to have to become adults and grow into that new phase of life. And unfortunately, that also means that they're going to be separated from the digital partners forever. And that's as much as that sucks. That, that just is life. There's certain things that, you know, we can't that, that we just can't bring into the next season anymore. And when you understand that reality, it hits you like a ton of bricks. At least it did me. I think I was I was in here crying the first time I saw this movie because it just it just hit so hard. But once you get past that and accept it, then you're able to to move forward, which is the third phase, right? Going, growing up and just moving forward. So to end to end the story, Ty and Matt, you know, knowing what this means, they digivolve their partners one last time, using up basically the last of their potential to basically end Manoa's evil plan, right? They they had this big beautiful battle against her evil Digimon, and then. Ty and Matt's partners digifall to these new forms that is only possible at the end of their friendship, at the end of their partnership. And basically, it just they are able to save everyone and everyone's consciousness is returned. But after the final battle, Ty and Matt lose their partners. You know, and it's, it's a it's a heartbreaking moment because one of those things like you when you know something's coming, it doesn't really make it better. <laughs> it doesn't make it better more often than not. And then when it finally happens, even if you've prepared for it, even when if you've done what you can to try to prepare for it, it still just hits you like a ton of bricks. And especially when it comes to losing a, a person, losing a, a, a partner like that, it leaves this hole in you. But they decide to wear smiles, on, wear smiles on their face because they're looking towards the next season in their lives. They decided they're not going to look back at what was they're going to look forward into what could be and what is like what what they're doing right now and they believe in their hearts that eventually they're going to see their partners again now i mean i, I don't know i would like to, i would like to because again this series means so much to me i would love to see their partners come back but if they don't then i have already mentally prepared myself for it <laughs> but I, I digress essentially going into a new season it is daunting and we want to fight it as much as possible, as much as we physically can to not take that next that next step because it, we're uncertain of it. We want to hold on to things that 
you know, give us comfort, things that have helped us out in the past. But we all have to grow up and leave things behind that no longer fit our current lives. And that's okay. It's not always bad things. You're not going to leave behind a job. You're not going to leave behind relationships. I think those are the toughest ones for people. And oftentimes it's not even bad things, right? Like no one, you didn't have a falling out. You didn't, you know, you didn't call each other out of each other's name. You know, betrayed each other. It's just that sometimes you grow up and you grow apart because your lives are going in two different directions. Now, it doesn't mean any love is lost. No, it doesn't mean you can't reach out and still have a conversation. No, but what it does mean is that that relationship had its place. It had its purpose, but now it's not needed anymore. And God needs you over here and you have to pivot. So I just want to end this off by just encouraging you to thank God for the memories and blessings he sent your way before and just look forward to him doing them again. Right. Don't let's not get so caught up in what we have in or what we had and what we want to do and all these different things. Let's just take a moment, take a breather and just just thank God for what he's already done and what he will do. And then take that to heart as we step forward into this new season of our lives, as we grow into the people that he's called us to be and be a little more like Matt and Ty, man. Just let's face the future with a smile on our face, because, I mean, in the, in the end, that's all we really can do. Right. So and that's all I got. I got for you guys today. If you like what you heard today and you want to take a deeper look, then head on over to the otakuliberation.net where you'll find a blog article that covers today's episode in more detail. And you'll also find a link to our YouTube channel where I post even more content like this. And don't forget to come back next week because I'm really excited for this season because we're going to look at a, a season or a series that is one of my favorites of all time. And Technically, it isn't an anime, but I do think plenty of fans will agree that it should be, and we claim it as one. And that is the mystical world of Avatar The Last Airbender. So until then, always remember guys, you are the main character of your story, and that story doesn't end until he says so. Alright, be blessed.